What's your name and what's your game? My name is Andy Schatz, and uh, I'm with Pocket Watch Games. We're making a game called Tooth and Tail. So, how many shows have you shown Tooth and Tail at? So, we showed Tooth and Tail at PAX East recently, and that was really the first time we've shown it uh, recently. We also showed it at the Mix at GDC before that. We showed the game, so it's been in development for like two and a half years. We showed the game when it was honestly maybe four or five months old at PAX Prime in, I don't know what it was, 2014, something like that. It didn't even have the same name. Was it was it um, labeled, or did you do the Jonathan Blow Witness thing? Where we, it was just we a- labeled it. It had a totally different name. But what we so we went. We also made the game called Monaco. Um, but we had this prototype, and we just wanted to see how people played it. Um, and it was it was an interesting experience. I actually, so the very first time when the Witness was shown at PAX, yeah. it, that was uh, myself, uh, Chris Hecker of Spy Party, and John Blow shared a booth where. Uh, the witness was a single laptop on a table and it was unmarked. Yeah. And it was right next to Monaco. And Monaco, we had a, you know, we had a, a, a couch and a giant screen TV. And everyone knew about Monaco at the time because it had, it had been, it had won the IGF. And of course, no one knew anything about the witness and didn't even know that that was the witness. Yeah, I remember seeing it and going like, that's a weird looking game. Because yeah. that was the year I think we showed Horde. Ah. So I think that was the same year. Yeah. So it was actually interesting. Not terribly unreminiscent of that um, uh, John actually like had to had to ask us to keep our crowds in our part of the booth because we had crowds essentially standing in front of his laptop um, and the when you have a game that you don't do press for specifically even if you don't do press for and you don't do prep work for at and you go to a, you go to a convention with no sort of prior prep people won't necessarily sit down and play your game. And so what we found is that with Tooth & Tail, back then it was called Lead to Fire. Um, and uh, with that game, the art was all temp um, and nobody knew about the game. And so what we found is that we had a lot of repeat people coming back to play the game, but we had a hard time getting people to put their butts in the seat because it's like they walk by it and if they see this game with temp graphics that they've never heard of, you got nothing to get people to sit down. Outside of just your own hustle to be like, we need, yeah. we just need players. Try and pull people off the street. But coming from having shown Monaco, which is a very like uh, convention-friendly uh, yeah. game. Drop right? in, drop out, quick. Yeah, and Fuck it's like, over it's, your it's best friendly, friend. it's co-op, yeah, and, and it also is very eye-catching visually. Um, so going in with a, a, a game with temp art that people had never heard of was something that like, to some extent, I think hurt our confidence in terms of our ability to sell the game, um, even if it bolstered our confidence in the idea that the game is fun. Um, but you know, there's a lot of fun games out there that don't sell. Yeah, that's not the. No, that's still the hard part. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's not the only hard part. Yes, exactly. Uh, so what? Like, did you get enough, like, kind of player, like not feedback, but like, like player, like analyzing how people play the game? Like, did you get enough about like what you wanted it to become? That do you think that was a valuable experience, or would you have rather never? I've done that show. You know, I'm not sure. I, I think for me, at least personally, uh, what it did crystallize for me is, um, and, and you know this coming from Darkest Dungeon, that uh, um, there's, that having art first, or at least an art target, um, it's, that can sell the game, right? That can sell the game even when the gameplay is not there yet. Um, and so I think the thing that it crystallized for me is, um, that you should definitely at least have an, 
an art target first and in fact a playable version of the game that has at least some element of that that artistic target um, uh, implemented in the game itself. Did that, did that show like make you change the name? Like, did you go leave and go like we need to clean slate it? No, we didn't clean slate it. I mean, it was the same, it's the same game. We did clean slate the art. Um, we we bounced around between a variety of different uh, artists on the project, and eventually settled with an artist that I've worked with forever and ever and ever, uh, working in a style that was kind of the my at least my personal original vision for what the game should look like. But I had never found an artist that wanted to pursue that route, um, which is like the idea of take old-school real-time strategy games, take Command & Conquer, Command & Conquer Red Alert, Warcraft 2, take that era of real-time strategy, but then do with it things that you could never have done back then, so shader the shit out of it. Um, and they're not 3D assets, though. Uh, no, but the, the world is all... The, it's it's rendered with sprites, but it, it does use Z-Depth, you know, in order yeah, yeah, to... Yeah, it's like kind of like billboardy. It's all billboard with an orthographic camera. Um, uh, so... Um, yeah, it's not. We, they're not. They're not. There's not. There's nothing that has true depth in it. Or so there's no individual asset that has true depth to it. So, um, so what? Where did you? How'd you get to the name Tooth and Tail? Like, were there a bunch of other yeah, names in were. between? Like, yeah, what were some yeah. of those? The code name was Armada. Um, Isn't uh, that actually a game now? It's like eight different games. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and. Uh, um, because the idea of the game is that you're a, you are the flag bearer for your army. It's, we wanted to make something that is like feels like a, you're playing a traditional real-time strategy game, but controlled like Horde, controlled from a single character, right? Um, uh, except Horde's maybe not quite as traditional real-time strategy. It is a real-time strategy, but it's not StarCraft, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> you know it's, what I like, mean? it's actually more of a MOBA sure. when I think about it than, yeah, yeah, than yeah. an RTS. But so we wanted yeah. to make something that felt strategically like you were playing StarCraft, but that was controlled from a single character. So the idea was that your army is follows you. So uh, unlike a MOBA where your your mobs just go, uh, in, in Tooth and Tail, they're not autonomous. So that's where Armada came from. Um, we got we got tried to get too clever with Lead to Fire, L-E-A-D to Fire, so Lead like the, the yeah. metal. And it was also lead to fire because you lead them into battle, and we were thinking like, oh, it's there's multiple meanings to it. You're leading leading people into fire. You're like, it's a it's in, in animals in the industrial revolution. So it's like, you've got like lead bullets to left to fire. You know, don't stop shooting until you don't have lead to fire. That kind of thing. Uh, everyone mispronounced this it. name. Everyone mispronounced it. No one knew how to pronounce it. And none of the words in it, it was like word salad. None of the words in it were words that you would remember. Yeah. Um, Opposed to Tooth and Tail. I think Tooth and Tail is similarly clever, but is a little more like, it's in-world, which is important to us. It's actually saying, hey, there are animals here. Yeah. Right? Um, and teeth kind of either nutrient or yeah. blood. Yeah. And the, and the game is about animal cannibalism. So it's set in a, a World War One era. Um, where the animals are fighting over who's going to eat and who's going to have to be dinner. So some, whoever loses the war is going to be eaten. Um, uh, and then if you want to get deeply clever about it, the tooth-to-tail ratio is an actual military term that essentially describes real-time strategy games. It describes the, the tooth is your offensive force and your tail is the supply force. So it describes 
how efficiently you can get supplies to the offensive force in a large-scale war, which is essentially what real-time strategy games are, right? How can you balance your economy and your offense? Um, so, you know, maybe, no one's going to get that part of the cleverness, but, but it satisfies me, yeah. <laughs> at least. So, so um, who's the logo for Tooth & Tail right now? Who's the logo? Like, yeah, who's the, who's the person that's going to be on oh, the box? Like, who's right. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what character is the it, logo, and how'd it, you get there? There's four factions. Um, we we wanted to make a game that was, or so the, the theme is really, uh, when you sort of get deeper into the story of the world, um, it's about four different sides of this revolution that all have different ideas about the most ethical or fair or best way to actually decide who's going to have to be meat. Uh, um, and so... The common folk want a democracy where they vote. But of course, everyone else is like, no, you're going to vote for us because you have more people, because you're the common folk. The, uh, the uh, aristocracy want a free market, um, which is essentially just like, hey, we have the money to be able to defend ourselves, and we're going to eat everyone else. Uh, the clergy wants an old system, like a Hunger Games-style system, where the clergy just get to select. But hey, maybe the world would be a better place if, they just, if you had an overarching hand that just got to choose what was best for society. Um, but the clergy is also kind of corrupt. And then you have the military police who, who want to enforce peace through war. So they, they basically want to kill all the revolutionaries. Um, the, the main character is artistically drawn from, uh, from uh, the, the painting, uh, oh geez, now I'm forgetting the name, the uh, Liberty Leading the People, um, the French painting with the, the woman, the bare-breasted woman carrying the French flag. Uh, um, it's a French revolutionary painting. Um, and so the main character is the common folk leader. She's, you know, got a, a bandana on her head and she's carrying this orange flag above her head. And, and um, she's missing an arm that she's she cut off an arm to feed her own family. Um, and so she sort of represents self-sacrifice, that kind of thing. Um, so, uh, but one of, one of the things we try and do with this game, and we try to do the same thing for Monaco, is uh, target different... For each of the four different characters, try and offer a character that would appeal to a different type of person who might enjoy this particular game, yeah. um, both from a uh, characterization perspective as well as, I mean, the gameplay is the same amongst the four in Tooth and Tail, um, but really we're trying to like uh, trying to make sure that someone can pick a side that they want to root for. Um, so um, yeah, I mean, the common folk is the leader of the people. The the blue aristocracy guy is like Teddy Roosevelt, and we really—he's really focused on the idea of like, kind of manly, like power, power type of guy. Uh, the um, the clergy is like he—he he looks like Splinter, and and he's kind of like a nasty guy, but he's also kind of maybe the good guy. So we find that um, he's actually more popular than I thought he would be. I. I always like to try and include a character that I think is intentionally unpopular because I think there's people out there that like to play characters that everyone else thinks is ugly and awful and terrible. It's like how I always play pink. If there's yeah. a pink option, yeah, exactly. I'm playing it and I'm not stopping. Exactly. And and uh, similarly, we, we did something similar with Monaco. All of our marketing with Monaco was pink because there's no other pink game on the Steam storefront. If you look at a giant wallpaper of all the games, like there's a guy that's trying to play every game on Steam and he has like a giant wallpaper of all of the little Steam logos, I can find Monaco on that in like five seconds. 
because it's the only pink one. And also, I think something we're finding, like with Darkest Dungeon, is you have so many opportunities to put a different character on the front. Like the box isn't really as big of a thing now because, like, you're in a summer sale and you need to, you're going to be featured. You can put that other right thing. Are you guys doing any like propaganda poster style advertisement? Yep. Yeah. So we've uh, um, right now we're uh, we're to some extent revamping our approach to to. Um, the artistic approach to uh, to the marketing materials, because the original the original design was propaganda posters, and then we started to go a different direction when we got into UI design. And what we're realizing is that the UI design doesn't necessarily actually uh, tell the story well when we get when, now that we're going back into marketing. So the graphical design is actually we're sort of pulling back and we're going back to the original uh, material, the, the propaganda poster idea for uh, for the marketing materials. Cool. And 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 where are we going from here? Like what kind of like what's next? We got to finish the darn game. We're working on single player right now. Um, uh, Doing a full story campaign kind yeah, of thing. And it's gonna be a short campaign, uh, but it hopefully really satisfying, really fun. Um, and, one uh, one for each, not the. the yeah no yeah there's there's actually gonna be one essentially one. Uh, hopefully very replayable mission for each of the four commanders. And then the hope is to expand upon that later on. Um, and, and also be able to offer co-op and stuff like that too. Um, uh, and then we gotta, we gotta gotta get our ranked mode done. We gotta make a final decision on whether we're gonna go to consoles because the game is super fun on, on a controller. Um, I always thought that was the target because you guys are always showing with controllers. Yeah, I, it's easier to pick up and play on a controller, and also it's, we we really like showing split screen. Um, one of the goals of the game is the idea that like when I grew up playing real time strategy games, I grew up like playing Red Alert with my buddy in the dorm room, and I still remember the feeling of like you could be king of the dorm room. And now if you play StarCraft Two, like the goal is to be king of South Korea. And, and I'm not ever going to be king of South Korea. I'm going to be like... Well, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> I'm going to be like, you know, you know, my, mopping the floors in Bronze League. You know what I mean? And, uh, and so the split screen is a really fun personal experience that, uh, that we like to show and that, that's a lot easier to show with controllers. Um, and, but, you know, the, I mean, the PC is just a, is an obvious market, um, uh, for, especially for a strategy game. So the PC is definitely going to be our our launch platform. We may we may end up launching on two platforms. We'll see, but um, for sure one of them at least will be PC. Cool. Well, thanks for being on the question bus. Awesome. Is there anything uh, else you want to plug? No. I mean, if people are interested in Tooth and Tail, they can go to uh, toothandtailgame.com/alpha and sign up for our alpha and, and drop by our Discord channel and come chat with the developers. I honestly I don't know that there's ever been. I, I don't. I'm sure there are, but we are extremely active and interactive with our ongoing alpha community, um, and we invite people into the Discord chat channel from there. But we're in there all day long, Monday through Friday, uh, and our community is active on the weekend as well. So it's super fun to go in there and chat and hang out and talk to developers. Do you know? Do you know if you can get like tooth.tail as a URL? <laughs> I don't know. We have toothandtailgame.com, but come to pocketwatchgames.com/chat for the Discord channel. Um, and uh, yeah, come hang out with us. We stream all the time too. So uh, twitch.tv slash pocketwatch. So, okay, thank you. Uh, awesome, thank you.